You're listening to the Parenting Stuff Podcast, and we are glad that you are with us. We're going to take a little time that we don't normally do for introductions because we've got somebody new with us on the Parenting Stuff Podcast and a fascinating topic that, quite frankly, I didn't know was still a thing. And so I will be... Well, pretty silent on this one as I learn from these guys. It's the Parenting Stuff Podcast. All right, so the topic is astrology, but before we get into that, I uh, want to introduce Nick Forrester. Nick is joining us for the first time on the Parenting Stuff Podcast. Welcome, Nick. Yeah, how's it going, everybody? It's good to be here. I've enjoyed listening to the previous ones, and it's a true honor to finally be able to uh, hop in on these, so I'm excited. Uh, Nick, the new student ministries pastor at Fellowship Church in Dallas. How long? Uh, a couple months now. I officially started in December. Okay. And, of course, we've got Chris McNaney from Back Mountain Harvest. Hello, everybody. And Jake Claypool from Nebo Baptist Church in Nanticoke. What's going on, guys? Well, we are glad to have you along with us as we take a look at the topic of astrology. Not the same thing as astronomy. Right? N- not at all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Although you said there is a root there. There is a root. So from my understanding, and again, by no means are we experts. I think we can all agree <laughs> yeah. on that, guys. Um, <laughs> we're just navigating, I think, this with everyone else. But mm-hmm. uh, from my understanding of it, you know, no one really knows the true creation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's tracked as far back as, you know, Babylonians and, and uh, early biblical times and, and even further. Um, but it, there is a root where... Astronomy was not necessarily a proven science, so most uh, uh, philosophers and studiers of the stars were considered astrologers at one point because that's what it was called when you were looking at the stars trying to understand what they meant, why they did what they did, uh, but it has kind of morphed into something different, uh, where now astronomy, which is considered science uh, with empirical data, mm-hmm. uh, has kind of branched off and and it's its own thing mm-hmm. where now astrology it seems is a pseudoscience which is the idea of you know there is some scientific backing to it but by no means it can it be tested or proven okay. um to any degree that right. that the scientific community would consistent uh consistently say it is mm-hmm. um so that there is a, a very Fine line between fact and – am I brave enough to call it fiction, I guess? Sure. Um, I, I speculation, yeah, skeptic, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it is. It's founded in like this new age belief and philosophy, and there's a lot of stuff with that. Now, the scripture does have things to say about astrology. It has things to say about witchcraft. I actually looked up to see if witchcraft and astrology is the same thing, and I I came across a website that uh, lets you use astrology to figure out what kind of witch you are. So obviously there is an association there uh, with witchcraft, and so it's like, okay, this could be a difficult topic to address, but you told me, I think it was, Chris, that there is a resurgence of this on the internet, in particular on TikTok. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, before we go there, I'd love to know like what you said. You know, you'd heard about it, and the, the resurgence is surprising. So, what did you know about it before? How did you encounter it? And as a parent, how did you handle it if okay. you had to? Uh, when I grew up, uh, that's a great question because when I grew up, my parents said astrology, stay away from it. And I, being the obedient son, said, okay, and never went near it. And then as, as I grew up, uh, you know, I, we have someone that we know that always refers to my sign 
which I still don't really know what it is. <laughs> sure. uh, I know there are some animals associated with some of the yeah. signs and all that, the signs of what they call a zodiac, I guess. And that's the extent, literally, of my knowledge. And so for my kids, unfortunately, maybe, I did mm. the same thing. I just said, stay away from it. Yeah. And that was all there was to it. But right now with this resurgence, it's probably something that parents like me who may have been told exactly what I was told, stay away from it, need to take a look at it and say, okay, how do I guide my kids through this? Yeah, that was my experience too, where my parents were just like, you just stay away from that. All the things that were scary or spooky and then, you know, not of God. Uh, I say this all the time. It's a phrase my mom taught me. That's against my religion. I don't know know if people would like identify with that, but I I still say it jokingly all the time. But like for real, that's like what I was told and stay away from it until like to the point where I didn't even learn what my sign was. And when I did, I felt like a little guilt, you know, like I don't know if you feel that like residual shame about that kind of thing. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but like, you know, I think that that may be a piece of it is teaching your, your child wh- what, you know, curiosity. Cause I think we got to know about it. Like sure. we did some research on this right. for, for our conversation today. <laughs> what did we step into sin by Googling horoscopes? I don't think so. You know, so, but we have to, to find like, out how, what kind of right. witch you are. You're right, right. Right. So like to, to set your kids up for that conversation, like this is the difference between curiosity and, and dependence or, or, you know, utilizing this as, you know, a marker for wisdom in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I think part of it is when you look back at it's, um, you know, what the Bible talks about it, it talks about it in pretty, high regards and i think you know years and centuries ago it was taken pretty seriously and then over the years it's kind of been monopolized and kind of watered down because i remember growing up with it being like oh check the paper and see what your horoscope says and we kind of like joked about it like oh well mine says you know i'm gonna have a wealthy year and i'm like what does that mean so like (laughs) you know it kind of has become a lot more playful and fun Mm -hmm. and then i think it kind of that that childlike instinct that we have once to kind of just check it out and like, well, what's the harm in looking at it or mm-hmm. Googling it and we're chatting about it. And then before you know it, you start looking into it. And then I feel like that's where like the door creeps open yeah. and then it all starts to come flooding in under that really playful. It's probably not that big of a deal. It's just like a fun newspaper thing, but yeah. really it's quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the scripture does talk about the seriousness of it because we have the gift of the Holy spirit in us. And, and there is definitely the other side of that. Right. Because Satan does counterfeit the work of sure. God. So how do we differentiate? Uh, and, and well, maybe the, the first question should be asked, wh- why the resurgence? And what does it look like to your teens? Mm. Yeah, well, Nick, you had, uh, what was the... The statistic that you shared through the Pew Research. What yeah. was the percentage right now? Yeah, so uh, according to Pew Research in 2018, they did a study, and they found that currently 26% of Christians believe in astrology, and they estimated that 6 in 10 Christians believe in some aspect of New Age theory. Wow. Which, when I read that, I was like, no way, that's not true. <laughs> right. But yeah. I, I looked through it, and it's pretty reputable, and I was surprised by that. Um, and it was really fascinating to me, because really? Yeah, well, and it's something that we're engaging with all the time. I actually was at uh, one of the other guys who are usually on the podcast with us, Brian Krause. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I had just kind of went in the background of his youth group, and I had just been standing there, and I had already been – you know, looking into astrology, fi- trying to figure it out, because in our youth group, you know, it, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, you know, it's talked about a lot. And I was just standing there, and somebody, one of his students had just looked up to a leader, like, yeah, it's because I'm a Pisces. And I'm like, 
Oh. Hey, really, this is a thing. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, I better start figuring this out. Like yeah. it's a it's a very big deal trying to just understand, like you said, what is the zodiac? Like what are these signs? Right. When, when it, and all it is is it's the planet's alignment based upon our birthday and what that means for us on any given month. And okay. So there, so so there is uh, some astronomy to it. So for instance, correct. Yeah. When you're looking at whatever the astrological sign, the Pisces, right? It has to do with where it is in the sky during that person's birthday. Is that? Yeah. It's kind of. Based on your birth date and then based upon your birth date uh, and then the stars at any given point during the year, you will get a different type of horoscope or a different reading of what may be coming your way, might not be coming okay. your way, what you shouldn't do, what you should do. Oh, boy. Um, well, and now, it's a now, lot different. Let, let me ask this because, Chris, you said that it's something that could be maybe a little for fun or whatever, but there is a seriousness to it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And if people, what was the percentage again, Nick? Uh, 26% of Christians. If you got 26% of Christians believing it, that's more than just for fun. That's a pretty big oh, sure. number. And so it's something that we as parents need to be a little more aware of probably than we already are. Yeah. Uh, why is it so big right now? I, I, I don't. I think the answer to that question is the same answer for so, like over and over again, people want to know, who am I? Over and over again, all throughout history, people just want to know, who am I? Where do I belong? Mm. How can I figure that out? Mm. And I think this is an, an answer to that question. And, you know, as you know, Christ followers, we have a different answer that we think takes us in a different direction. But I think this is one of so many. And I think we could lump astrology in with some other things of the time, you know, tarot cards. And you talked about, um, you know, witchcraft. And, and I think some of those people would say, no, 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 we're very different things. But I think something that they share is, um, who am I? This can tell me. Um, and I think there's a difference between like discovering who you are and, and what astrology is doing because, you know, there is wisdom. I love the Enneagram, <laughs> you know, okay, I think sure. people would say this is, you know, they're sisters. That is an argument that have, right, I've heard right, right. with that hundred percent. Yeah. Right. That Enneagram goes along with that. It's very similar. Right. Like they're basically, you know, uh, step cousins or brothers. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. They're doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. Now I want to take just a second and address that sure. because I have heard similar things. Uh, but to me, the Enneagram is looking at a person's individual strengths and weaknesses and, and, putting you somewhere on a spectrum based on things that you already do. Yes, right. exactly. Uh, yes. Where astrology is supposed to be guiding you into something just strictly based on when you were born. Yeah, maybe predictive might be the difference. Yes. Okay. Like, yeah. I think the Enneagram is about discovery. Astrology is about divination. It's about figuring out the future, figuring right. out my, like my best path because of who I am based on stars when I was born, that kind of thing. Okay, that's good. I, and I, I, I appreciate, <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I think that's a very good distinction to make because there are people that would say that. They even say because of the way the thing forms a star and all that kind sure, of stuff. Sure. It's very easy for us to fall into associations that aren't there. Yes. Numerology tends to do that same thing. Mm -hmm. We go, oh, it's, you know, 19 and it's 40 and it's whatever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the scripture does talk about certain time periods, but I think sometimes maybe it has more to do with generations. It has mm -hmm. more to do with that than, you know, a certain Magic number. Numbers. Of, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And if it helps to astrology is defined as the divination of the supposed influences of the stars and planets on human affairs and terrestrial events. Another definition is astrology is the interpretation of assumed influence. So a number of um, major reputable definitions include 
supposed influences, assumed influences. So I feel like part of the root of it is it's something that is providing influence to people. And like you said, Chris, that they're going to it for wisdom and influence and insight into questions like, who am I? Mm. Yeah, and it's interesting because you know I, I heard Wayne talk about this uh, a couple days ago, and he he made the realization where you know students and our, us ourselves, you know, being a millennial, uh, we've struggled so much with trying to figure ourselves out, mm-hmm. and we don't want other people to tell us who we are. Okay, but. And if you really look at it and break it down, astrology is really just that. It's someone else or something else telling you who you should be based upon something that's really unscientific at its core. Right. And it's really just a guessing game. But but it, there's so much truth to what Chris and Nick have said, the idea of – we want to discover or make – not not discover. We want to make sense of the chaos, right? Mm-hmm. We want to make sense of the unknown, which really the unknown is where God kind of likes to live and, and help us grow in our faith in. Right. You know what I mean? And that's where I think the fear takes over. And, and in an article by Atlantic, I think it was in 2018, it, it said because it was Gen Xers and millennials that have kind of made this resurgent happen – that it was based on stress and fear, mm. and then this was a useful tool to creating a roadmap to navigate that stress and that fear. Now, this is happening right now on a, a platform that a lot of parents are not on. Okay, teens started off on Facebook, then they moved to Instagram, Snapchat, now TikTok. Uh, and TikTok, I guess, is where a lot of this is coming up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, I feel like Chris and Nick were probably more. I'm actually not even on TikTok, really. Okay. My students are, yeah. but that I am not. So these two guys would probably know even more That's about funny, that. I, I remember you being out first. I, I know. <laughs> Do you remember, I that? remember I was. that? And then I immediately went, nope. <laughs> Eject button. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh, the thing that I think a lot of parents need to know about TikTok is that it is a it is a free for all. Like it's a, it's a wild west of mm-hmm. whatever you like yeah. will come to you. <laughs> Whereas on Facebook, you're making friend connections on Twitter. Mm. You are, you, you're selecting the people that you want to follow and that kind of stuff. There's some other ways to make that more free for all as well. But TikTok is purely, if I like this, more of that will come to me. And that is done by algorithms. Correct. Robots. And, right. Those, yeah. those bots, as they say, are, are things that they look at what you've looked at and they say, Oh, Chris likes this. We'll send him another one. We'll send him another one. We'll send him another one. And so you are actually building up. So all you have to do is click on one or two that have to do with astrology, and you're going to be fed a lot more. Right. Which can be self-deceptive, really, because you can think that everybody's all right. about this, and they're not really. Right. There it's are just some, that they're feeding you stuff about that. Right. There are some trends on TikTok that I think transcend to a lot of people. Right. Like right. In a lot of ways, like my TikTok is just for me. And like, you know, some people will get on TikTok. Lots of ducks. And- there aren't so many ducks. That's not, <laughs> you're joking. <laughs> there are ducks and uh, Brian's on reels on Instagram, which is a similar thing. He said uh-huh. to be cat videos all the time. <laughs> oh so he's God. got a cat thing going on. But like, but, but so if your child sees a TikTok that makes a little bit of sense about astrology. Right. And says, you know what? I am kind of like that. And clicks like. Th- two videos later, they're getting another one. And then three little videos later, they're getting another one. And before you know, if they don't aren't aware of that and aren't careful and aren't uh, prepared for that, mm-hmm. they can just be swallowed up by it and think that it is you know gospel truth just because the algorithm has fed it to them because they like right. one video. And TikTok is so good. At, and people on TikTok have really learned how to do this well of repackaging things to make it seem so appealing that in 60 seconds, you put some great uh, quick footage, some really good music. They talk super fast. They go like, point, 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 point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then before you know it, you're like, 
wow, like I, that actually made sense to me. And I've had so many students over the years send me TikTok videos of students who have grown up in the church, yeah. have seen a couple of videos, and they're like questioning their whole base belief system because it's it's quick, it's fast. You can see a bunch of them at a time. Right. And within a couple of clicks, in 10 minutes, you can be seeing a lot of videos. You're like, they seem like they know what they're talking about. Maybe yeah. I should yeah. check this out. Right, yeah. and rather it's than binge-watching Netflix, you're binge-watching TikToks that make no sense. That really sure. shouldn't make any sense to you, but you're just already in. Yeah, yeah it's so true. Now, the scripture does have a lot to say about uh, witchcraft, divination. In fact, uh, we're going to go back to the Old Testament here. Uh, this is right early on. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 18.10 says this. There shall not be found among you anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer. And this is probably where Chris and I come from, where, you know, you were just told, Same this way. is it, don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> and and we go, okay, makes sense to me. Uh, but what we've seen now is that teens are asking a lot more questions, which is not a bad thing. I, I, will, I will say that again and again. Yeah. If your teens are asking you questions, please don't shut them down. Mm. Address the questions with them. If you don't, like me, know the answer, find guys that do. Find people that do and work through it with them because it will help them when they start hitting those boom, boom, boom TikToks that question their faith. They will have the answer. Yeah. Yeah. And and they might ask somebody else. If you don't engage with the question process, Mm -hmm. they're going to go to TikTok. Well, and and the (laughs) thing is that I feel like, you know, from experience, the the first place they go to where they start to get answers, they're going to keep going back to. Exactly. Right? So it's either going to be you as a parent or or, or something or someone else that then you don't have control over. The fact that they're asking you questions is a good sign to me. When they stop asking you questions, that's usually not the best sign because that means they're getting it from somewhere else. Wow. That's really good. Ton of bricks right there. <laughs> if Mike they drop. are not asking you the question, mm. they're asking it elsewhere. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to engage these conversations with your kids. Uh, they're good conversations to have. They're, they're scary sometimes. I, I literally said that exact same thing in our last youth lesson that we did where we were, we've been talking about, you know, the idea of evolution and how the, how science and Bible seem to be going so far against each other and why we don't engage. And I was, I flat out said, like, I don't engage with this a lot because if I'm scared of whether or not I'm going to say the right thing, the wrong thing. And again, coming from a parent, even with my little kids, I'm afraid of half the stuff I'm going to say to them and the things that they do pick up on that I don't want them to already. Mm. So then you, you kind of there. I feel like there's an uh, uh, an underlying fear with parents of well, if I bring this to them, well, they're going to want to just go down this rabbit hole. Well, not necessarily. Right. Just, I mean, yeah. very similar to like you guys, where I mean, I don't know where you guys got that gene from, where you just didn't like yeah. go down the rabbit hole. It did work uh, I was I was going to say <laughs> I, I was, did. that was yeah. the opposite way. It was I like, oh, I first. can't do this. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so 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 I think there is a fear there, and hopefully my kids turn out like you guys. <laughs> what what um, born are you? <laughs> What's that? What born are you in birth order? Uh, I am the, well, this is tough because I've got two older siblings who are eight and ten years older than me. Oh, okay. And then I'm technically the oldest of the second set. Oh, okay. So I'm like so you're an a first older born, middle yeah. child. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Chris, what are you? Oldest. Oldest, yeah. Okay. The, the, the compliant child and so are, well, hey, what's with you? You should be, you know. The, the... I was compliant to a point. Oh, okay. I think it was more so I was just really good at not getting caught. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm okay. the oldest and that that doesn't hold up because I'm the same way. Right? Okay. 
Again, going back to the yeah. whole astrology thing. No, well, it's true. true. I made that same connection you did. <laughs> it is true. Although, again, with birth order, there yep. is some truth to it right. because it has to do with the way we interrelate with right. people. Right. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, because I, I don't fit the full second born because I'm a second born. Yeah. Uh, supposed to be the peacemaker, which I am, but also supposed to be highly competitive, Right. which I, I am the least competitive of my two brothers. <laughs> uh, I, I, in fact, it used to frustrate me to play basketball with them because they were always just boom. And, and I was like, you know, pass the ball off to somebody right. else and all that. So, yeah, it doesn't always hold true. But uh, as we talk about the idea of, of astrology and where kids are at and maybe asking the question, what do parents need to know beyond letting them ask the question? How do we how do we start to answer the questions that the kids have? I think the first big thing before even asking the question is I think one of the biggest lies that parents can tend to believe is that I don't really have that much influence on my kids and they don't really want to talk to me about this kind of stuff yeah. because I think Satan really wants parents to think, you know what, they don't want to talk to you about it, so just don't talk to them about it. But really, like students want to talk to their parents about this stuff and parents have a lot more influence than they realize to engage in these conversations with. So I feel like for me, I'm always encouraging parents it's like, it's okay to ask them what they're watching on TikTok. Sure. If they're yeah. sitting there in the room, engage with them, like talk with them. Like they actually deep down do want to talk to you or at least get your insight on this stuff. So just step into the conversation before you even start figuring out what you can do. Because mm. they will share that stuff with their friends. Yeah. I, I mean, the odds are that they've probably seen something about astrology up to this point, whether it's one video, two videos, yeah. because it is in such a resurgence. And really because of the two generations before them that are coming up or that have come up where and and kind of used it as a tool to discover themselves mm. rather than viewing it as something that could point them potentially back to God's creation, mm. you know. Um, so I, I think the odds of them seeing a video already, it, it's very easy for a parent to just go up and say, hey. What do you know about astrology? And, and come at it from the you may not know, because maybe you don't know. Yeah. Just, I mean, similar to what you were saying when we started this, like you didn't really know other than one thing that maybe you were told growing up. Right. So let them educate you on what they've heard and then engage with them on that. Yeah. I, I feel like that's always a great way to, you know, allow them some respect in saying, okay, I'm not an expert at this rather than coming at them from, yeah, just don't do this. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Right. Which sometimes works, obviously, you guys, yeah. and sometimes doesn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we mentioned the Old Testament, uh, but the New Testament talks about it as well. And one of the scary things about the reference to it in the New Testament, and actually it was in the Old Testament as well, is that there is some truth mm-hmm. in the divination. We see that when, I believe it was Saul, he went to a person that did divination, and it was a true thing that yeah. was brought to him. And then we see it in the New Testament as well. In the, in the book of Acts chapter 16, there is a woman who, or a girl that was demon possessed and she follows Paul around while he's preaching. And she says, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And she kept doing it again and again and again. In fact, it was such that it was disturbing to them as they were preaching. And Paul, it says, became annoyed and turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And in that very instant, it was gone. And so it was real. And that can make kids maybe go, well, wait, I saw this real thing happen because the spirit world is not just fake. It's real. Yeah. 
And I think it's important for us to know, like, why then, if it's real, you know, if all truth is God's truth, Mm -hmm. why is this thing that seems true bad? And I think, you know, part of the answer is that it's leading us away from the real source of, of wisdom, you know, like I, I, I believe the Enneagram does a pretty good job at categorizing people. Mm -hmm. If there was research released tomorrow that said, you know what, it turns out these signs and stars are you know, pretty good at <laughs> figuring out your personality or whatever. Right? That would not shake my faith. Okay. Because I'm not going to a spirit or to a system to find my wisdom. Mm. Um, I'm going to God for wisdom. All truth is God's truth. And so I think that's important for parents and for us as, you know, pastors as well to, to be teaching kids the difference between, you know, yeah. discovery and predictive stuff to teach them why is this bad? Because it leads you away from God. Right. Because if God is the source of wisdom, and I love the way Nick was, we were talking about a pre-show, about how God is the source of wisdom. And if anything that takes me away from that, whether it's astrology or, you know, I think every kid, even if they don't know anything about astrology, maybe on vacation, they saw, you know, fortune teller thing on the boardwalk or sure, whatever, right. or a hundred of them right. because, you know, they get a lot of business. So why are those things bad? Because you are going to somewhere else for wisdom. You're going to somewhere else to, to belong, to figure right. out, you know, your future or whatever, um, to, to give that over to God is the godly path and anything else is a distraction away from him. Oh, now yeah. Chris is dropping the gold yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to piggyback off of that gold because um, we, just like the Israelites, are really good at taking something that's good and God-honoring and distorting it. Amen. Yeah. And I think of Romans um, one twenty, where it says, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So like creation was really one of God's first missionaries. Like, sure. The right. creation declares the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Psalm 19 says the heavens declare God's glory and worth. And so it's easy for us to take something twisted as seeing the stars in the skies and giving God the glory. And we stop worshiping the creator and start worshiping the creation. Yeah. And then we distort something that's so good. And I really feel like that's where it's evolved is we take something that's so good and points us to God that now kind of takes the front seat of God and kind of pushes him out of the picture. Swipe, swipe left. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but so my question maybe, and maybe this, this has come up with you guys as you talked about and thought about this. Why is that? Right. Like why, why, why do we like the Israelites continue this cycle of taking what God has created for good and we've distorted it so much that rather than pointing us back to God, it points us more to ourselves and humanity. And, and that's where we go for wisdom. And cause I think that's a question that comes up with my students, but I think comes up for a lot of parents as well to wrestle with. And you could ask Adam and Eve that question. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, right? You know like right, at the yeah. very beginning sure. is that. We're, we're looking for a, a way. Yeah. And, the, and the second we think we have a better way, right. that's when we're you know going the wrong way. Right. <laughs> well, it's funny because one of my daughters, and I try not to name which daughter when they <laughs> say stuff like this, but one of my daughters said to me, oh, I am so mad at Adam and Eve. And I said, honey, look, the truth is that every one of us, had we been Adam mm-hmm. or Eve, probably would have made the same choice. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because we do it now. Right. And it's it's so easy for us to point to somebody else and say, well, mm-hmm. they, they should have done it yeah. differently. But we so easily fall into that. Look, we, we stand there. You look up into the sky at night, and you see the depth of space. You see those stars. You see everything that is up there. And if you if you've spent any time laying on the ground looking oh, up at the stars, you begin to question things. Yeah. You just do because mm. it's so unfathomable. Right. It's to so us. vast. Exactly. Yeah, right. 
And so those questions that come up should draw us to God. Mm. The, the real aspect of it is that it is going to draw us somewhere. Right. The question that we have to answer is, how do we point our kids in the right direction? Yeah. Jake, I was actually, as we were prepping for this, I was thinking about when we went to South Africa mm-hmm. the first time yeah. together. Um, I don't know if you remember when we were outside and you, we were leading worship um, outside um, the orphanage, and it was pitch black. And I remember looking from right to left, and right. I could just see stars as far as I could go to the left right. and as far as I could go to the right. And it just like looked like I was literally in this globe of stars. It I, sucks you in, doesn't I had, it? I had never been in a place that was so like physically dark right. that the stars were so bright. And I remember like at one point, like as we were singing and worshiping, yeah. leading people in worship and seeing the stars, I almost was tearing up because I'm like, this is incredible. Right. But I saw that as a picture that was painted by God. Right. Right. And I think right there is when we start to we can easily go off the beaten path. Sure, right. 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 Yeah. Well, and, and again, I think we try to come up with explanations of things that God just doesn't want us to have an explanation for mm. a lot of times. And that, uh, I think, goes into that where we try to just insert ourselves where God really just wants us to be, right? Where he wants us to just rely on him for understanding, knowing that we're not, we might not be able to figure it out. We might not know what's coming around the corner and that's okay. You know, and that's why I love the verse in James where it talks about, you know, flee from the devil, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nearer to God and he will draw nearer to you. Mm. So, you know, as parents thinking about this, you know, even as my kids start to get older, it's this idea of helping them Ask questions with perception, the, the correct presupposition in mind. Kind of, kind of like what Nick was saying, where he looked at that and his first presupposition was, wow, look what God has done. Right. Right. So we as parents can do the same thing for our children by starting there and then filtering those questions through that, you know, and I think. When we don't do that, when we start to get back to that idea of, well, maybe, like, kind of like you said, well, there's some truth to that. Right. Untruth. But it's a corrupted truth. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Where we start to buy into that, that's when we get into that dangerous zone of, okay, well, my presupposition about God did all of this could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And then that's where it gets distorted even more. Yeah. The devil, the scripture says, is the father of lies. Yeah. And usually a good lie has an element of truth to it. Oh, for sure. You know, you tell that tall tale that no one will believe, <laughs> but you just put an inkling or two of truth, and yeah. and all of a sudden people are going, oh, really? I, I didn't know that. Mm. And that's where the challenge can lie. Uh, so much good stuff as we've been talking today about this topic of astrology. Again, going back to what Chris just said a few minutes ago, and I'm going to also touch on the book of James where you just were, because James says, if any of you lack wisdom, it's in James 1, five. let him ask it of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. We want to continue to turn our children's hearts towards the Lord and the, the truth that is in God's word. The fact is that he addresses all of these things, and we shouldn't be scared of the questions because God has given us the answers. So glad that you've joined us today for the Parenting Stuff podcast. We've got lots more coming your way down the pike. Check out the website. If you've got questions, you can email us through our website at parentingstuffpodcast.com. That's parentingstuffpodcast.com. 